Good morning, it's Ayawimala. I'm chuckling because every time I try to uh, let in some nice fresh air by opening my patio door, uh, it sounds like buzz saws go off. So I'm sure there's yard work being done. Um, and it's really loud, so I may not get to have the fresh air that I was hoping for. Good morning. I hope you're enjoying a beautiful day. I have a lot of friends who live um, on the Gulf of Mexico and good friends in uh, Tampa and Pensacola, and um, they're waiting, I, I guess, tonight. There's a big, the big hurricane. I think it's Sally. We're already in the S's. Is hitting New Orleans and then it's sweeping east. So it'll also go through Mobile, Alabama and Pensacola and all the way, then sweeping to the east coast. But it looks like that uh, panhandle of Florida is going to be hit. <clears throat> so now we have the west coast seems to be on fire pretty much um, everywhere. And if it's not on fire, the smoke is really becoming a, a, the air quality and the smoke is a terrible problem. So um, we this just in our country alone, samsara is really having a, a, its way with us, right? And we still have the pandemic to deal with. So I think we shouldn't complain about uh, wearing masks when we go to the grocery store or when we're around getting up close to people, uh, considering the air at least that we have in the air around us here is, is a good quality. So send your prayers and send your good thoughts to the people in this country who are, so many people right now are homeless. We can, we're really, we're really understanding more and more every day what the situation in the rest of the world has been like over the last few years. People on the West Coast are losing their homes and everything and uh, can't go to another country because nobody wants Americans right now. But hopefully we're, we're able to take care of them and they don't have to become refugees in another country. That's a blessing we have, and um, that should make us feel pretty good about this country, even if our, even if we're not feeling so good in other ways. Hopefully, we can absorb and and we'll take care of the people who are being left homeless because of fires, and because of uh, other natural disasters and things that are we know are caused from uh, climate change happening everywhere around the world. So, uh, welcome to welcome to the world, right? We can't we can't really be too surprised. Um, <laughs> sometimes I think, well, not another disaster. Uh, but this is just, this is the world, right? And this is the lesson. Maybe maybe the pandemic sti sticking around long enough for us to really uh, see all the, all the opportunities to learn from it. 
So, anyway, what we have to do is keep going and learn from our experiences dealing with these things. Uh, sometimes people are not sure what they can do. We had a wonderful first book group last night, and um, I'm always nervous at the beginning of a new class, and it gets better getting into it. And this is really a discussion group, so there's no reason for me to be nervous, but uh, it, it was a uh, we, you can still join any time because I'm, I know other people in the group will have times when they can't come. But it's helping us all keep up with the book, and we've decided it's a pretty perfect book, Welcoming the Unwelcome, and that's exactly what we're doing. And Pema Children always, always nails it. But I wanted to read more from this the little book that I've been doing the Metta Prayer from, it's called Peace and Kindness. And I, I don't know if it's in print anywhere anymore. Um, maybe I can find out. I can contact and see, because I just love this book. But I've been reading a little bit from the book about uh, Metta practice. And when we think about what can we do, how much, uh, when we're thinking, what, it, what can I do, what more can I do, and we feel really helpless in terms of all the things going on, not only in the entire world, where things are definitely heated up as much as they are here now, and there's a lot less, uh, there's a lot less society with the ability to take care of others in many other countries. So the, the question keeps coming up, and it's a good question. What, what more can I do? And we ask that question often. It came up last night even. Even when we're thinking, we're doing what we feel like we can do, but we feel so helpless, We've, we, want, we ask, what, what more can I do? And uh, I'd like to read more about this, reading about metta, because I think, I think it it can really help us. Because sometimes, sometimes there's there's not we can not a lot we can do physically. Um, we can always give money. We can always use our discernment to find the the groups that we really want to to help and, and do research to find which groups are really getting the money to the people that need it, and we can do things like that, and we can volunteer. And while some volunteer opportunities are closed right now, there's still a lot that are available. And um, we, can, we can go to vigils, and we can go to, uh, if, you, if, you're, if, you, if there's a protest that you feel really committed to, and you feel like it can be maintained as a peaceful protest and not become uh, reckless and dangerous. There's there there are those avenues, but a lot of times those are doing things that just help us feel like uh, we're doing something. And if it's putting us into a situation that can turn and become uh, violent or uh, aggressive or create host more hostility. That's when we want to back away from it because we don't want to get into who's right and who's wrong and who's stronger 
who's meaner, who's more aggressive than who. But I want to read some of this to you. It, the, everything I read in this book is good. I'm going to, I'm going to pick up a little bit uh, after where I read on Sunday. But first it talks a little bit about metta practice, loving-kindness practice, and then there's a paragraph about, uh, this is Ajahn Sumedho, too, who's a very well-known monk. He's an American and in the Thai tradition. And this was written back uh, 1990 or earlier from a talk, I'm sure. So... Let me read more. We, we talked about metta yesterday, and I'd like to talk. This will give us some ideas, the reason I'm choosing this specifically for today. So this, there are some answers to the so how can we help question. But there are two paragraphs that are very interesting about uh, Buddhist, Buddhist thinking, and it will help you understand where we're coming from on some things. At first, metta, which is loving-kindness, at first, metta needs to be something we radiate to ourselves, willing good to this being here, because this creature is the most significant one for us. Maybe we'd rather have metta for our mothers or for some inspiring figure. It's easier sometimes to send goodwill to some wonderful person, or to masses of people like Ethiopians or a billion Chinese. But we have to admit that in this lifetime, this being is the most significant being for ourselves. This is the being that was born, that we are with all the time. So we admit that. It's not a selfish practice, metaphor oneself. It's not for selfish gain. It's just the willingness to respect and to learn how to live in the right way with these conditions. Okay, people often say, but thinking about myself first is selfish. So it's not a selfish practice, metta for oneself. It's not for selfish gain. It's just the willingness to respect and to learn how to live in the right way with these conditions. So that's our experience with this body, with this self, with this being. How to live in the world with respect and to learn how to live in the right way with these conditions. Metta has no limits. First, it's directed towards oneself, and then it radiates outward to all beings. And so we can visualize in our minds, our parents, our teachers, the rulers of the country, friends, enemies, the sun and moon, the seen and the unseen. It has no limits. Anything you can imagine, all the unfortunate beings in the world, the miserable, unwanted, unloved beings, the beautiful, lovable beings, the animal kingdom, the fish in the ocean, the birds in the sky, the heavenly beings, and the devils. Using these terms is a way of expanding our consciousness 
to where the thoughts can't reach. So let me read that sentence again too. Using these terms is a way of expanding our consciousness to where the thoughts can't reach. The Buddhist cosmology really takes thought to its limits in extremes from the highest formless realm of neither perception nor non-perception to the lowest, most miserable, painful realm of hell. And that's about where your ability to perceive stops. The Buddhist cosmology is a kind of scheme of perception, taking us to the extremes of positive and negative, of ultimate refinement and ultimate coarseness. And because metta is using our ability to radiate thoughts of goodwill, then of course thoughts are what we're using. We're thinking of, for example, the animal kingdom of animals like cats and dogs, budgies and horses, the animals that we don't eat but that we love. We don't eat cats, do we? We wouldn't eat our favorite horse. It would be unthinkable. So it's very easy to have metta for animals we love. Cats and dogs are easier to like than people. Some people prefer cats to people. Then there are the animals that we eat and that we exploit, like sheep and cattle, goats and chickens. Just think of battery chickens, thousands of wretched hens caught in hell, unmitigated memory for their lifetime. But then these chickens are providing eggs, so we eat their eggs. And then there are sheep. We eat their meat and we use their wool and the cow's milk and pigs. All these are animals that we use just for survival in the human community. So metta for them, they give a lot to us, don't they? But how many people really think of thanking them for it, of sending goodwill to them and expressing gratitude for all the good things we get and the benefits we have from these animals? Gratitude is a beautiful quality to have in our mind to really bring into consciousness what a benefit these animals are to us and how little we ever fully recognize or do anything for them. Well, we could get a kind of rebellious revolutionary impulse and go over some night, raid the battery houses in the nearby farm, and let all the hens out. Free them, liberate them. That's it. That's real meta. But all those poor wretched creatures wouldn't know what to do they die if you just let them out. So it might be a seemingly kind act, this idea of liberating them, but those chickens are not ready for freedom because they wouldn't know how to survive. They would just be terrified and lost. But we can reflect and send goodwill to them. Nobody can stop us from doing that. And we can develop a way of life so that eventually this sort of unkind, exploitative activity will lessen. The more we are aware and compassionate, the more we realize there are all kinds of ways and means of letting go of those kinds of exploitative activities and unnecessary cruelty. Here in Britain, we can reflect that this country allows us to live as Buddhist. It's a benevolent country. Even though we might have a lot of views and opinions about it, on the negative side, overall it's all right. There's nothing terribly wrong with it, even if it's not perfect.
I think we can say that about America, too. So, now here we get into the political part. And I'm really glad this was written in 1990 because we can use, we can talk about people where uh, in England in 1990 or or before, and uh, but we can reflect, wherever we do live, we can reflect on our own situation politically. So I'm just going to read about one paragraph. But now we're no longer looking at it critically. So that's about our country. We're not saying what's wrong with Mrs. Thatcher and the conservative party or British politics or the social problems of the country, the economics and all that, because that's endlessly complicated. Of any country whatsoever will take you to despair because they're just endless. But an overall reflection isn't denying what's wrong or the faults and flaws in the system. The government here tends toward being benevolent, and the majority of people would rather have goodwill for each other. They'd rather be fair to each other. They want justice and fairness, mercy. Whether they actually feel like that all the time under every situation is something else. But that's the general idea of the population as far as I can tell. So how can we help the government of this country? Now, this is the part I really want you to think about. It's written in 1990, but it's I think it's so appropriate today. How can we help the government of this country or our country? Meta is something we can spread every day, sending goodwill to the government, to Mrs. Thatcher, to the members of Parliament, House of Commons, House of Lords, willing good to them, so that as we approach each other with goodwill, then all the fears and anxieties and threats diminish. If we just look at Mrs. Thatcher with a critical eye and hate her because she doesn't agree with our views and want to get rid of her and complain, then of course she reacts very strongly to that kind of treatment. Just as I, just as if I criticize you and pick away at you all the time, then what happens? You dig in your heels and become more stubborn. Unless you're really mindful, you become more difficult. Because even if I'm right about it, even if you are doing things wrong, if I'm always on your back, nagging away with you, it's not providing you with any kind of opportunity to rise up to a situation all you're doing is feeling worse and worse, and then your rebelliousness is just a reaction. So you might do even worse things just to spite me. This tendency to dwell endlessly on what's wrong and blame others creates the very conditions for the increasing of misery. But when we regard people as intelligent, mature beings, even if they aren't that way all the time, we give them the benefit of the doubt, and most people will rise to a situation if they have to do if they have the opportunity to do so. Metta is not a blinding kind of quality. It's the willingness to admit the fault without dwelling on it, without being obsessed with what's wrong. Like metta for yourself, if it doesn't mean that you say, I'm all right. It does, I'm sorry, it doesn't mean that you say, I'm all right, 
and I'm perfect, and there's nothing wrong. It means that you are quite willing to admit weaknesses, faults within your experience of life, without making that into anything. It's a clarity. The mind is clear, radiant, bright, and reflective, rather than just a pink cloud that we blot out every ugly thing with. That's not metta. That's projecting a pink cloud from your mind. In the course of your practice, you can start contemplating your relationship with your parents. It would really be good to let your parents know that you love them, which doesn't mean that you agree with them or like everything they do. Metta means that you're not going to create a problem about the flaws and the weaknesses they have. You're not going to say, I love you, but I don't like the way you do this and I don't like the way you do that. Because that's just aggravating, isn't it? Yes, I love you. But you did this and then you did that and I didn't approve of it and it was terrible and you've ruined so many things. But I still love you, yes. What does that do to your heart? Now this will release things within you to be able to say these things quite openly and honestly. You're not asking for them to even like it. You're not saying, I love you, and then expecting them to change suddenly overnight and be what you want. Because that isn't love, is it? That's a deal. I love you if you love me. But if you, so if you don't love me, I don't love you. But this meta, meta isn't a kind of deal we're making with anyone. We're not expecting anything back from it. We're not demanding any good result, even for ourselves. We're not practicing metta just to have a happy mind. There's no radiance to that, because that kind of metta, although it's better than nothing, still lacks the radiance of mind which makes no demand. With that mind, you're not even asking to be happy or have any happy moments in your life whatsoever because you're willing to just work with life to forgive and give forth goodwill. When we relate to other, each other like this, it has a good effect on our minds, but that's not what we're doing it for. It's worth doing it in its own right, just as it is. If we're doing it for a good result, it will be disappointing, because immediately selfish thoughts come in, and that's not a good result. There will always be some form of suffering or dukkha. We become discontented about it. Well, I've been sending goodwill to every to that person for years now, and they still hate me. Has, has, haven't got anything out of it. Better stop. Then our goodwill is being sent with the idea of gaining something, of demand, expecting they will appreciate it. That's why it's, under, it's important to understand the nature of the mind so that you begin to see the problem of selfish view, sakyaditi. That is going to put a damper on every experience. It's always going to, spot, to spoil every moment of your life as long as you're deluded in this way. You could be with the Buddha himself, and yet... With that selfish view, Sakyaditi, you wouldn't even know it. You'd still be wretched. If Gautama Buddha came on here right now and sat down, came in here, and you were filled with selfish view, 
you'd be saying, Venerable Sir, why aren't there any Buddhas around? So, it's beautiful reading, and I think it helps us think about uh, how can we help our government? How can we help the economy? How, how can we help the political situation? It seems like a cop-out, but it's practicing metta towards those people and trying to uh, create some open pathways there in, term, in terms of their feeling bombarded and defensive and our feelings of anger building up because things aren't uh, going the way we'd like them to go. Uh, it's all practicing metta is, is what we need to be doing during this difficult time. And it really is helping us because it's helping us develop a different way of approaching and a different way of doing. So I think this is just worded. It, this is so lovely. And uh, I think there's a lot we can get out of it. So let's just take a few minutes. I've, I've read the time away. But I really think this is a beautiful writing, and I, uh, Ajahn Sumedho is uh, definitely a wise, wonderful teacher. And of course, he was uh, 30 years younger, too. So. so let's sit just for a few minutes, because I know our time is, is, uh, is about up, or it's already up. But then we can, uh, if you can begin to sit and you're comfortable. Just continue sitting even after I have to leave and let your day be beautiful. <clears throat> Practice metta. <clears throat> so when we're thinking about things like hurricanes and fires, we know that our first concern is, is usually the, the people and the people getting out safe. But I know how many of you are so concerned about the animals and, of course, the forest. But the animals, just the animals who are, those are their homes and where do they go and how do they escape? Uh, we, we all, that's, I know so many people are just overcome with that uh, sadness. Now we have hurricanes coming with Sally and the winds are going to be uh very, they're very dangerous winds coming. So that's coming sometime later tonight. And there will be all kinds of uh, animal life that will be lost. I often think about animals that are out in a field somewhere, their owners, they may not be able to get to them or provide shelter for them. And I know there are rescue groups and people trying to help uh, people evacuate their horses and their other domestic animals, but uh, this is what this is what we can all be doing today in the next few days. It, actually, every day, right? There isn't a day when we don't have this to deal with somewhere, and sending metta to those creatures who are uh, we're not even we're not even aware of all of the creatures who will be affected by the fires, the hurricanes, the floods, all the situations in the world. And so um, metta, metta is a way we can deal with it for ourselves, but it's, it's so good to really feel that that energy from you, that your good thoughts also 
make a difference. So keep that in your heart as well. It makes a difference, but we never can demand a reckoning with it, right? We can never say, okay, uh, tell me who was helped by the metta that I practice and tell me how far its effects went and give me a list, you know, give me a chart. So it's a beautiful practice and it's beautiful for us to do and it's beautiful, it's beautiful to be put out into the world because it's a different kind of energy. It's not energy like anger or delusion or greed. Um, and it's not, it's not a desiring, you know, give me, give me, give me kind of energy. So practice metta all the time. And these days, that's uh, one of the really good, wonderful lessons that we're really learning. <clears throat> practice it all the time. Practice it when you are, well, when you're taking a walk, when you're buying groceries, when you're around other people. Just practice it all the time and let it, let it become a habit for you. Um, I was laughing with a neighbor. We were wondering if not doing the dishes uh, that wanting to sit and meditate was a good excuse for not doing the dishes that were piling up. And uh, she said, well, I wonder what a good meditation is for what kind of practice we can do washing dishes. I said, well, we can, we can do metta practice. And, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh has, has written a lot about that. With every dish we wash, we can be sending metta. With everything we clean, we can be sending metta. So it doesn't matter what we're doing. So let's sit. We'll sit for a few minutes. Have a beautiful day. And uh, find joy in your day. We're trying to develop a joyful mind as well. And someone mentioned there's a Pema Chodron book, um, Creating a Joyful Mind. Okay. Just allow yourself to relax. Observe your body breathing. Send those qualities of metta to yourself. Don't forget that. Don't jump to the world. Don't jump to all the animals. Begin with this self. Accepting, accepting ourselves just the way we are. This is our starting point every day. May I be well, may I feel safe, may I experience joy and be content, may I be at peace. Now extend your thoughts out. 
Think of your loved ones. And think of your mother and father, whether they're alive or whether they've already died. Whether you had a good relationship or a difficult relationship with them. We can send metta. We can send gratitude as well. Thank you for, thank your parents for giving birth to you, giving you this opportunity for this lifetime. May, may my parents be well. May they be safe. Now think of your other family members. They may be in the house with you. They may be scattered around the world. Feel your connection with them. May all my loved ones, my dear friends as well, who who become our family, May all of my loved ones be well. May they feel safe. May each one be free from fear and worry and anxiety. May they all experience joy, even little tiny bites of it in the course of their day. May they live at peace. Now we can think of all of the animals, all of the creatures, the animals that we live with, who live in our homes, the animals that live in our neighborhoods, the animals that are domesticated and we use for their labor or for their the food they provide. Think of all of the animals around the world in every situation. If they're living in fear right now, may their fear be short. If possible, may they find some peace. If there are animals that will be slaughtered for food, may their suffering be short. May the food that they provide be used to help others 
stay alive. May animals in the forest be safe. Animals in the oceans, on the coast. May those who own animals take proper care of them, recognizing how defenseless and how at their mercy these animals are. Thinking about all of the animals in the world takes us out to that, to a distant, distant vision. It's easy for us to visualize this. And to even visualize the amount of suffering that animals go through. Send out metta to each and every one. It's allowing metta to radiate out from you. Sending goodwill. Hoping for peace, for a peaceful mind. And now do the same for all humans in the world, including politicians. Send out metta. Send out goodwill. If we send out the opposite, if we send out the opposite of kindness, the opposite of goodwill, we're not helping. We're creating more of a barrier. Send out goodwill, hoping that people do their jobs properly, that they look out for the benefit of the most, for the common good, not for their own specific individual good. May they make wise choices. And just allow your thoughts to go out endlessly being able to get a view of this world from a great distance, looking out into the universe as well. May there be peace. May we all realize that that peace begins within our hearts and radiates outward. May peace be with you all.
Thank you so much for being part of my practice. Have a beautiful day.